from verse 1, Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 1. Therefore, the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, with all lowliness and meekness and long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unit of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he says, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up, far above all heavens, that he might be filled, that he might feed all things. And he gave one apostles and some. And he gave some apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the divine of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slave of men and cunning craftiness, whereby the light in which to present. For speaking the truth in love, and grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joins together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, make it increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Okay, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, we will be looking at um, the topic of uh, the unity of the spirit. And um, last week we looked at the part two. And uh, we're looking at some of the causes, consequences of this unity. And then we started discussing how to promote um, unity. Okay, we looked at, uh, I think we were looking at, we looked at three things or four things there. Promoting unity, we talked about um, working in love. Then we talked about focusing on the major, uh, or not the minor. We looked at the issue of one body, discerning the body, and then the issue of one spirit. Okay, so we will. Uh, we will continue today out on how to promote um, unity of the spirit. 
Um, we'll look at maybe a few issues that will take maybe two or two or three case studies to conclude. Now, still looking at how to promote uh, unity of the spirit. Again, one of the first things I want to note is that it, it was start with each one of us, each Christian, at a personal level, in terms of humility uh, or loneliness, in terms of gentleness, and in terms of forbearance. Okay, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse it says, with all goodness <coughs> and meekness, with long suffering, preparing one another in love. I, I, I want to take note, it didn't just say with loneliness, it said with all, all goodness. In other words, it's going to require. Extra humility, extreme humility. Those will require extreme um, gentleness. Okay. Um, one of the one of the causes of disunity is. Um, when we feel we feel that we're better than others. Okay. And um, as I knew better than them. We saw how when the women were singing, saw her train of thousands, maybe fifteen thousand. Of course. Saul immediately took offense. Saul immediately took offense. So, what the cause is that, that come on, I'm better than this guy, I'm the king, the small boy is just coming, how can they ascribe credit to me, ascribe one to me? Many a times, um, I, I was going to see in one of the case studies, I would feel. Um, we have better place, better position, then we will we, 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 we take decisions and we take steps that can promote um, this unity. Or it is sometimes the other way around. Uh, we feel um, people are not recognizing. Authority, recognizing my position, my deeds, so I'm going to put them where they belong. So, but where there is loneliness of mind, where there is humility, okay, where there is gentleness, where there is forbearance, then 
So he says, with all loneliness and meekness, forbearing, um, long suffering, forbearing one another in love, and devouring to keep. It's, 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 it's important to, to start with each one having um, a meek and fire spirit. Number two. Now, we need to know, we need to have understanding, the understanding of how to um, use our diversity to promote unity. You see, one interesting thing I will say is that the gifts of the Spirit were actually not meant to promote disunity. The diversity itself was meant to make us see the need to complement, where for different needs to complement themselves, not for this. So Ephesians 4 7. Can someone read Ephesians 4 7? But unto every one of us is given grace. According to the measure of the gift of Christ. See, now you say there is one body, one spirit, one hope for the family, this is you say, but but there are different gifts, different graces. And I see that so it means that unity is not necessarily talking about uniformity. Talk about uniformity. Unity of the spirit is something spiritual that um, a, a, you know, a oneness of the spirit that is forged despite diversity. First Corinthians chapter twelve. First Corinthians chapter twelve. Let's read verses uh, 4 to 11, and we're going to see verses 14 to 20. 4 to 11. There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same God. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gift of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the signing of spirits, to another diverse kind of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these workers that one and the self same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. For the body is not one member, fourteen, but many. If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body. 
Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole body hearing, where were the smelling? But now are God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it had pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, and yet but one body. Okay, so. So you, 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 so you discover there are diversities, three levels. Diversities of gifts, there are diversities or differences of administrations, and there are diversities of operations. Diversity of operations. So you find that two teachers, you operate differently. Two prophets, it seems as if the same gift, but the operations will be different. Okay? For example, Ezekiel was a, you might say, was a dramatic pro prophet, whereas Jeremiah was an interpretive prophet. Okay, so the, the operations. But it's the same spirit. The same spirit. Now, we need, that, as I said, we need understanding. How to forge the unity. How to make people, how different people with different gifts, different people with different uh, callings of ministries. Okay. How to the understanding of how to forge um, unity in the midst of the past. And like I said, the gifts were not meant to divide us. They were meant to see that, oh, we need to complement one another. Okay? If the whole body was one eye, it's an eye, then where is the mouth? Where the food will come in? Or if the whole body was uh, was uh, um, air, what of the air? So God has put it so the air needs the mouth, needs the nose, needs the hand, and it is it is the totality of everything working in harmony that makes. The body complete. Okay? That makes the body complete. But unfortunately, because of that understanding, you see, I, I like the way um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 puts it. It says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I will have you, I will not have you ignorant. Because of ignorance, there's a lot of misuse of the gift. A lot of abuse of the gift. Okay? There is a lot of, of perversion, you know, perversion of the gift. Okay? For example, for example, God never intended that we will have 
ministry-based churches. God wanted to have church-based ministries. What do we have? We have so-so-so-so ministries, aka so-so chapel. So a ministry transforms into a church. Instead of you having a church and several ministries are resident in the church, working together in harmony. Okay. So the gifts were not meant to be basis of division. Rather, the gifts were meant to actually be basis for for unity. And if you look at the New Testament, if you look at this, the Acts of the Apostles, you discover that I mean, you, you discover that you had a lot of what we call ministry teams. People operate in teams. They find that they have great unction, great anointing, and all of that, and complimenting one another. I remember one time, we saw for the apostle, so, you know, there's a church lacking this. We said, we are trying to send a brother who is very good at teach, teaching people, at training brother, this, this, we are sending there. Okay, so you will hear about Barnabas and Paul, or Paul and Silas. But uh, it's tough nowadays to find many big uh, gifts in quotes working together, and it's especially in Africa. Okay, but the gifts were actually meant to be basis for. Unity in diversity. Unity because, okay, I realize that I have what you go, I mean, you have what I don't have. But I have also what you don't have. And then, you know, we can complement each other and be a better something. Okay, so that understanding. That, remember where we started from? The, and that loneliness of mind, where we started from, is so important. Number three, in promoting unity, we, we need to know or learn how to focus on the goal, more on the goal. more on the purpose of our calling. Now, again, you will notice in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4, you say there is one body and one spirit, we talked about that last week, even as you are called in one hope of your calling, You know that was? You have a calling as a teacher. Somebody has a calling of an evangelist. Somebody has a calling of an apostle. Somebody has a calling. Whatever it is, all the callings have what? One hope. One hope. Just one hope, one goal. Okay? Versus. Uh, so if you read 
verses 11, Ephesians 4, 11 to 13. And he gives some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. For what? For the perfect, the goal, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the defining of the body of Christ, till we all come in the, so everything, so there's just one goal. There's just one goal. I see it in what, in uh, economics, I might make the call division of labor. Okay? In a company, in, um, yeah, in, uh, in, um, you know, in, 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 in MBA, in my MBA, business administration class, well, I mean, when they're teaching about leadership development, they will tell you that if you if you are working with people, the team, if you are working in an office, if you don't want to fail, don't focus much on people's weaknesses. Focus more on your goal. On your goal. Because you see, if you are a supervisor, and there's a guy who is very slow and this and that, and he says, do get away, this and that, blah, blah. You say, at the end of the day, if you cannot meet your, meet, 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 meet your target as a unit, you will also be marked down. So you've got to know how, how to uh, manage this, that is doing and say, look, well, uh, I know this, let's start this early now, because we are supposed to produce this, this, we have to do that, I don't know that. Or, or you decide that this guy, I will be greeting him, I will be greeting her. And if his productivity goes down, he's not able to perform well, it will affect you. So they say, focus, you focus on the goal, more on that person's shortcomings. More on that. <laughs> Less of that person's part from less of that person's weakness. So the same thing. We have to understand there is one hope of our coming. One purpose. You see, we want to make to present every man perfect unto Christ. Now, and it's not something I alone can do. Not something you alone can do. It's about it's something that all of us chipping in are making our contribution collectively we can do. We can achieve. Okay? So he said he gave some so everybody is not an apostle. Everybody is not a, a, a teacher. Everybody is not a pastor. Okay? And none of these. But everything, all those combined, is for what? For perfecting of the same. The work of the ministry to your call. Okay, so um, we, we, in promoting unity, we've got to learn to focus on the goal, on the agenda. 
Um, let's look at example Philippians chapter 1, verses 15 to 18. Some in this rich Christ, even of envy and strife, and some also of good news. The one rich Christ of confession, not sincerely, supposing to have affliction to my bones, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. What then, notwithstanding, every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I then do rejoice. Yeah, and rejoice. Okay. Now, if you look at the a few verses before Paul was thrown into prison. And while in prison, you know, it's all that. There are two sets of preachers that came up. One set, they were not honest. They were not sincere. Okay, they said not sincerely. They were actually out to criticize Paul. And then it is the way that what has landed him. You know, the, the, the way he was doing it, and in doing that, you know, add to his pain where he needed love, where he didn't understand it. You know, it, it's like sometimes, I mean, I mean some of us, I mean, I've explained it a couple of times. Maybe you, you write a program. Okay? Maybe you write a program. Uh, you had a flat tire or something happened. And at that time, what you needed was empathy, was love, was, ah, ah sorry, oh, this and that. But what some people who first give you is criticism. Ha! Ah, do you have a driving license? <laughs> Are you sleeping? You know, why are you sleeping? How come you drove into this ditch? <laughs> okay? And in doing that, they are adding what? They are adding pain, salt to injury. You're already in pain. You're already inconvenient. And then somebody adding to it. So that Paul said some people are preaching that way. But some people are preaching out of love. That, ah, this this work this man started it was not it was not uh, bad it was not end is in prison the work was not disturbed you know God you know and none of that but he said so what is it he said as far as it's concerned the, uh, the whether somebody is preaching out of contention <laughs> or not preaching out of love the important thing is is who. Christ is being preached. He says, So I'm what? I'm happy. You know, I'm happy. And, and I have to accept. When, when people are not preaching, no. Have they changed the. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
he's not that way now. Okay, so he said, as far as he's concerned, he's happy. Because those who are preaching this way, they are preaching who? They are preaching Christ. I'm not important, don't do it. Those who are preaching this way, they are preaching who? They are preaching Christ. So I'm happy. Now, and I ask myself, how many Christians, how many ministers have that kind of attitude that somebody is even attacking attacking your own way of doing things? Will you be, will, will, you know, or attacking, I mean, my own style? Will I say, oh, I'm rejoicing? Because, you know, at least Christ is being preached. So, when we learn to focus, I hope the court is all the Switch off in the Promote the unity of the spirit is is for us to the what, what I call bridge people who are like bridges or peacemakers. People who facilitate um, bridge um, across across divides. Philippians chapter four. Philippians chapter four. Verses two and three. Now, we don't know the details, but um, we don't know the full details, but we know here that these two women, Eudias and Simplice, were fellow uh, Christian workers, fellow liberals before, and there was disagreement between them. Now, so you notice, Paul didn't just ignore it or pretend as if nothing was happening. 
before said, I beseech, I beg, I appeal to Udia and Sintiche that they have what? You have the same mind. But he now he didn't stop there. He now said, and I treat he was now appealing to one of the elders. Maybe the local pastor or whatever. He said, I entreat you also to your fellow. Help this woman. Bring them together. Break the thought. Break this agreement. Okay? So, and those are the kind of things that we should do. Because see, if you don't do that, after some time, what is going to happen is that Yudia is going to have her own camp. <coughs> and Sintishe is going to have her own camp. Okay. But, um, but you find Paul here trying to breathe. Um, I, I can actually that reminds me of and this is also first Corinthians chapter three. First Corinthians chapter three verses three to nine. Actually, here this is combining point number three and four. You see, um, there was this church, people have into camp. And you like say that at least Paul had his own camp. Those who are his camp, I don't need carry line. Uh, you, you understand me? And then don't mind these other people. Uh, this and that. Okay? There are camps. Some say I'm for Paul. Some say I'm Apollo. Some say, well, you people don't know what you're talking about. Peter and you do. And uh, not of that. But he didn't spare any of them, including those who are saying they're for Paul. And he tried to discourage the entire division. And Again, focusing on two things. Number one, that well, Paul planted, 
Apollos water. But a little while important is God who gave what? The increase. Number two, focusing that we are just laborers. You are God's building. In the building, there will be a carpenter, there will be a plumber, there will be this, there will be all of that. You can go say shit here. But the main thing is for the building to be solid. And that's how, that's how, um, for me, that is how to go. To focus on the main thing, on the, on the purpose. To be peacemaker. Not to encourage, um, um, uh, excuse me, not to promote it, but to discourage it. Now, let, let's take one of well, some case studies. And then to draw up some other draw up some other lessons. First Kings chapter twelve. First Kings chapter twelve. Well, I want us to look at one of these things about the man called Jeroboam. First Kings chapter twelve, but from verse twenty to thirty-three. We will not read the whole thing. We'll just First Kings 12, from verse 20. When it came to pass, when all these things were heard that Jeroboam was born again, that they sent and called him unto the congregation and made him king over all Israel. There was none that followed the house of David, for the tribe of Judah only. And when Jeroboam was born to Jerusalem, he assembled all the house of Judah. The tribe of Benjamin, and hundred and fourscore thousand children, which were warriors, to fight against the house of Israel, to bring the kingdom again to Rehoboam, the son of Solomon. But the word of God came unto Shemaiah, the man of God, saying, Speak unto Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, king of Judah, and unto all the house of Judah and Benjamin, and to the remnant of the people, saying, Thus hear the Lord, ye shall not go up, nor fight against your brethren, the children of Israel. Return every man to his house, for this thing is for me. They hearkened therefore to the word of the Lord, and returned to the path, according to the word of the Lord. Okay, let's pause there. The two things I want to notice. One, you notice that Jeroboam, of course, if you read the earlier verses, Jeroboam had um, raised opposition against Solomon because of the tax, because of the buildings, and uh, Solomon was building and had to impose tax. And when Solomon wanted to deal with him, he ran away. So when Solomon died, he came back. And he said, let's send some people to uh, Rehoboam, the son of uh, Solomon. I'm going to the story. But eventually, they concluded that Rehoboam is not going to dance to our request, going to yield. So they said, what portion are we in Israel to tell who is this and that? What portion are we in? So, and the, the, the kingdom was split into two. Ten tribes were with him. And only two tribes stayed with Rehoboam. Now keep that on your mind. But the, when that happened, 
Rehoboam, Mashal, and Nami. I wanted to go and fight, try to bring them back. And the word of God says, don't fight. Don't fight. Don't fight your brethren. Don't go to war. Okay? Don't go to war. Okay? Now, so, now let's, let's go back. Verse 25. Then Jeroboam built Shechem in Mount Ephraim and dwelt therein and went out from them and built Penuel. And Jeroboam said in his heart, Now shall the kingdom return to the house of Judah. If these people go up to do sacrifice in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then shall the heart of the people turn again unto their Lord, even unto Rehoboam king of Judah. And they shall kill me and go again to Rehoboam king of Judah. Whereupon the king took counsel and made two calves of gold and said unto them, It is too much. It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold thy God, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And he sent, and he set the one in Bethel, and the other put it in Dan. And this thing became a sin, for the people went to worship before the one, even unto Dan. And he made an house of high places, and made priests of the lowest of the people, which were which were not of the sons of Levi. And Jeroboam ordained a feast in the end. Anyway, it's okay, you can read the whole thing. Now, this one I'm going to, I want to make it see. This man didn't mind the kingdom to speak. And he didn't mind. And he actually caused the kingdom to be speak. But what we notice, he was complaining that Solomon was building this, building that, and taxing them. He, he did worse. He built Shechem, he built Benjamin, okay? He was saying Solomon's wife. Uh, I think he's that way. But at least, there is a lot in the days of Solomon, in the days of Solomon, but in a small state. He actually promoted it to national level. And you took her and said, look, if I allow you to be going to the temple in Jerusalem, they will return back to Judah. And he built two temples. One is better, one is bad. You know, and all of that. He appointed his own priests who are not Levites. And he, he, he changed the, the calendar days, the, days the, the normal days of feast. And impose his own. So he did worse. Now, I, I remember in those days when the revival on campus started, and we felt the churches were dead and all of that, and we students were, were, we wanted to start our own churches, we wanted to come out, and we were piety to tell us. He said, we should remain. He said, if you come out, he said, I'll give you one year. Many of you, you will do worse <laughs> than the thing you are criticizing. Then you will do worse. And you check, whenever there is a split, when people break churches, 
and they say, Evil do this. Just watch. The very thing they criticize, they will do worse. That is why the first scripture we have is forbearance. Even if we are patient, something will not be too loud. Something will not be too loud. This man, he did worse. He did worse. Okay? But, let's compare that to David. 1 Samuel 22, that is 1 to 2. 1 Samuel 22, 1 to 2. David therefore departed him and escaped to the cave Tabula. When his brethren and all his father's house had it, they went down thither to him. And everyone that was in distress, and everyone that was in death, and everyone that was discontent, gathered themselves unto him. And he became his captain over them. And there were with him about four hundred. Now, when David had to learn with Saul, David didn't steal the kingdom. What did he do? He left alone. He left alone. And then it was initially some select individual had got told there. They were starting from his own relation. They were going to him in the cave. And most of the people initially, they were people who had problems. They were not people who are going to give him tight. <laughs> now, they were not, they were not uh, professional bankers or professors. <laughs> and big titers. <laughs> But that's how we will start church and create division. But I, I, when I say this, I'm just saying generally, I don't have anybody in mind. You know, I, I, but you see, David, when he had to leave, what did he do? He left him go. But Jeroboam, when he had to leave, what did he do? He split the kingdom and took away ten tribes. And for many years, he, he was the reference point that in the Bible, in terms of idol worship in Israel, there's nobody, nobody did as bad as Jeroboam. He set the record. <laughs> yeah. So, we need to be very careful. You know what I'm saying? Even when we are correcting, we are correcting law. Everybody who two things is done, take it, bless it for Because it's very easy to criticize. It's very easy to point and call it. But if one is not careful, the very thing you are criticizing, you will do what? Give us the chance. 
do the time. Okay, let, let me conclude with another study. Acts chapter 6. Okay. Acts of the Apostle chapter 6, verses 1 to 7. Now, here, we are told that when the, the disciples, the number of disciples increased, there arose what? A number of people were not satisfied. Now, while, while, so, and it was going to actually cause disunity, if it was not well handled. That would have been the, 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 where the church would split into two. The church of the Christians and the church of the Hebrew converts. But what caused it? What caused that problem? I think lack of discretion. The people who distributing the food were not sensitive. But I will be happy if I will not be I don't know where you understand me. Because that was why when they were they not had people not who are full of Holy Spirit, but full of having what wisdom. Wisdom. So, but you will discover that in order to promote unity, what the apostles, they listen to the complaint. They listen to the bubble. Well, go forward, ignore, okay, you know, uh, this is not important. Let's, let's speak in tongues. These are young Christians. Something was important to them. So many a time it's important to know where this, the, the shoe is pinching, to have feedback, to address okay, the grievances. And when they wanted to address it, 
what did they do? When they were pointing, despite the fact that the people were full of faith, full of Holy Spirit, and full of wisdom, they made sure that at least one out of those seven people were, was a Christian. Yeah, from, from, uh, from Antioch. That's wisdom. Now, it's, it's not that it's, it's not that we should promote ethnicity. Because like we saw the other time, I think we saw one of the to deal with some issues that we need the wisdom of God. And we need to apply wisdom of God. Now, um, closely related to that is Acts chapter 15. Acts of the Apostles chapter 15. Okay, so well before I leave Acts chapter six, so sometimes the the sometimes people people you know if people feel that the um maybe the welfare packages or you know benefits are not you know there is no transparency or they, you know they are not properly handled. You see, it can, it can, it can generate division and generate strife, right? Acts chapter 15, from verse 1. And certain men, which came down from Judea, taught the brethren and said, Except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be saved. When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension, and distribution between them. It determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other, other of them should go up to Jerusalem or to the apostles and elders without this question. And being brought on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenix and Samaria, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy unto all the brethren. And when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church and of the apostles and elders, and they declared all things that God had done with them. But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees, which believed, saying that saying that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. 
and the apostles and brothers came together for to consider of this matter. Okay. Yes, okay, continue, verse 7. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, ye know how that a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. Okay, go to verse 20. Twenty-two. Then pleased with the apostles and elders same greetings of the brethren, which are the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Syria. Okay, let's, let's pause there. I'm sure if you read the whole chapter. Now, one of the biggest causes, one of the biggest causes of disunity uh, is doctrinal differences. Doctrinal differences. Okay. Doctrinal beliefs. And here we saw some people came and they started opposing what Paul and Manabas were teaching concerning faith in Jesus Christ alone. And they were saying, No, you need to combine Moses and Jesus. You need to do Old Testament, we do all the Old Testament, and then also the New Testament and all of that. And there was serious debate. Okay. Now, but the way they handled it was to now refer the, they now they now refer those people to those who were elders in the faith. Those who were first hand approving of Christ and so there was a council in Jerusalem, and everybody talked. And of course, initially, the whole place was was tough. The Bible says there was much disputing. People talked and talked. Then Peter now talked. Referring to the referring to the experience, the call to the Gentiles. Then Paul and Barnabas talked about the experience they had in law. Then James referred to prophecy, you know, how Amos said, I will do this, and that this, this, this. And then they came up with a position that everybody was happy about. And, and then they now they really just give letter to Paul and Sarah to go and read. I know I'm talking about wisdom. They now selected some men to go back with them and to confirm that, you know, this will be, this is the day, and this and that. And of course, people were happy when they talked to me. One of the biggest 
challenge is. One of the problems, the thing that causes the problem most is <coughs> doctrinal differences. Doctrinal differences. Now, unfortunately, unfortunately, um, we don't have how do I put it now? There are not many true apostolic voices around in, in the nowadays for Abana I'm not talking of people who are apostles by appointment, by 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 laying of hands or by name. I'm talking of people who really are Apostles by divine power and have the apostolic authority. There are not many. There are not many. There are not many voices. And um, and one of the reasons for me, one of the reasons that you know, you remember what we read in first in Ephesians four from verse eleven. He said, and he gives, he, he said, he has, well, let's look at it. Let me get the word right. No, not, this is not, First Corinthians, First Corinthians, First Corinthians 12, 28. Maybe that is the word I'm looking for. Yes. And God has sent some in the church. Okay. So he said God has set some in the church. You see, through through um, um, through apostles, actually all, all, all the gifts, they are their best when they are set in the church. In other words, when you don't see yourself as just an apostle for your congregation or your denomination, Because the problem is that once you see yourself as an apostle or something for a denomination, what you are doing is that is our own denomination, that's what they believe, or this one, that's what they believe, and so on. Okay? But in the early church, so they had the elders and the apostles, and they were able to set a balance. Okay, and correct, um, correct, correct um, some things. And in certain the correction, they still make sure that the fears of some of these other people were laid. I know the wisdom came in. They were, we know you are not going to eat, eat food, sacrifice to idols, and this and this and that. But then, salvation. 
Okay. Um, as I thought of that, I was asking myself that, okay, we will need to, in, in praying like Jesus in John 17, that the world should be one, we need to pray that God should raise more apostolic voices, apostolic authority, people who um, the, the, the whole church will, will listen to, will respect, because they are balanced, they are non-aligned, they have the heart of the, all the tribes of Israel in their heart, and so on. And um, I, I, it's, 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 I, it's, um, I believe it's something God, God can do for us. But really, one of the biggest issues is one of the biggest causes of disunity is um, you know, is, is yeah, doctrinal differences. Doctrinal beliefs. Okay. Doctrinal beliefs. And, um, and we need apostolic teachings, apostolic authority um, to, to be deployed to promote We need elders who promote unity across the nation through um, comprehensive and balanced uh, and authoritative teachings that will correct us. Okay? Um, um, what where we do we have? Um, just working together in love, focusing on the majors, and all the things we started in the last year. Okay, and we're going to help you. You don't help us in Jesus' name. Okay, I'll take two questions. Any questions? Oh, 
Amen. Amen. 